Hello, friends. Welcome back to your OELC Castle podcast. My name is Nathan Adams. I am very pleased to have you back again today, and I'm also extremely pleased to be bringing you my interview with Ms. Kathleen Wynne, MPP, former Premier of Ontario and OELC alumni. She was kind enough to speak with me about her experiences at OELC as a leader and also her strong feelings about uh, OELC's trajectory in 2021, and finally, some of the things that she learned at OELC that have helped her with her career. Just in case you're new to the podcast this week, our mission is to tell the stories of the staff and alumni of the Ontario Educational Leadership Centre, au Centre d'Animation Scolaire d'Ontario. The centre is located just north of Aurelia on the shores of Lake Kutiching and provides a series of leadership courses for different ages from grade 6 through grade 12. And if you need more information, you're more than welcome to visit us at www.oelccaso.com. So now with the preliminaries out of the way, I am very pleased to present to you my interview with Kathleen Wynn. So I'm going to start off by asking you how you first came to OELC. Was it through a recommendation from your elementary or high school? So... um... This was 1969. Um, I was in grade 11, so I was 16 years old. And um, so my my recollection of it, and I think this is an accurate uh, memory, was that uh, there was a student from every grade 11 class, a boy and a girl from every grade 11 class across the province, who was selected to go to OELC. And then there was another camp at Bark Lake, um, that uh, that was another leadership uh, leadership camp. So um, I was the grade eleven girl who was chosen from Rich Mill High School to go to um, OELC. OALC, it was called at the time. It was Ontario Athletic Leadership Camp. And I don't know whether we'll touch on this later, but um, the you know the the point of it was to kind of do a pre-training for phys ed teachers I think like I think that's really what it was what it was about and um, I mean that it was much more than that for me but I think that was kind of one of the ideas behind it. Gotcha okay so I guess um, I'll just have to ask do you have an OELC story to share or an event that stands out? Um, You know it's a long time ago (laughs) but uh, I can actually remember, I can remember the mornings we were, we would run up a hill. There was a a big hill that we had to get up to go to the playing field, right? And we had to get up early and go as a group. And um, I had never been to sleepover camp. I mean, that's not, that hasn't, had not been part of our family experience. I had been to day camp as a young kid. Um, and I just, I remember that almost military feeling of everybody having to get out of bed and run up the hill. And I think there was a swim involved in that as well, you know, early morning. So um, I really, I really remember that it made a huge impression on me that um, that collective um, effort that that started so early in the morning. And, and I, you know, I, I kind of worried about it at first, when I first got there, I thought I'm is this, is this going to, is this just going to be too hard? But it was, it was fantastic. I just loved it. I loved everything about it. Well, from what I've been told, the athletics courses still run that hill. It's still yeah. part of the process. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the, I'm the 
co-course director of the arts course, so we don't actually run up the hill. We have right. <laughs> different ideas, but uh, from what I've been told, they're still they're still running. So yeah, uh, that does not stop. So let's talk about the what you took away from it, because that's our big push at OELC is making mm-hmm. sure that our, our young leaders live leave with something intact. So what new skills and ideas were you able to take away from OELC as a young leader? So, uh, you know, the the OEL, the, the OA, as I said, OAL, OALC experience for me was, um, it was really formative. Um, I was the eldest child of four girls. Um, I, you know, I was a, a, a relatively high achiever in terms of academics at school. And I, I was, I was very involved in athletics. I wasn't the most talented athlete in the school, but I was, I was talented enough and I was very involved. And I played, um, when I look back on it, you know, I was playing a leadership role in terms of student organizing and so on. Um, But none of that was conscious for me. None of that had been articulated. And when I was chosen to go to OALC by my teachers, um, it was one of the first moments when I thought, okay, is this something that's going to be important in my life? Like, is my bossiness, because sometimes that's what it felt like, is my loud mouth, is my, um, my uh, feeling in groups that I want to, I want to move us along? Is that something that is actually uh, important to me, you know, and is it going to be, is it going to be something that I, um, that I will nurture and it's going to be valuable as opposed to what it often is, is, uh, uh, you know, it was a characteristic that made me less than popular with, you know, some of my peers. Um, so, so I, I, that the act of, or the, the fact of having been chosen was important. And then when I got there, to be surrounded by people who were as eager as I was, was, it was remarkable. I actually feel emotional about it because um, you just don't know. You don't know as a kid that there's this whole world out there with other people who, um, who, who are as, as keen and who want to, who want to achieve and, uh, and who, who are going to, who are going to create a team? You know, it felt like it felt like we created this team. It wasn't easy. Like it was, it was a challenge for me because um, because all of a sudden I wasn't the only person in the room who was speaking up. You know, everybody was talking, and but there was an excitement about that that just was fantastic. Um, and I felt uh, I felt successful. You know, I felt like. My enjoyment of the place was complete. I had the best time, and um, and I. It's not that I made friends that lasted. I, you know, I don't really remember the people particularly, um, but they were good people, and I enjoyed them. And you know, we did we did good stuff. And then the final thing I will say about that is that when I graduated from high school, I got one of the all round athletic award sort of um athletic and academic i didn't get the one but i got one of them (laughs) and um my phys ed teacher bonnie parkhill who obviously had been part of choosing me to go um she read she read some of the evaluation from oalc and 
what she read has stuck with me my whole life, right through to, I will say, being premier. Um, she, what, what, they, what the people who did the evaluation said was that I was a strong leader from the inside, that I, that I was somebody who was able to, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but I was somebody who was able to, um, to lead from the middle as opposed to being at the head of the parade. And that was incredibly valuable to me because that's, that's what I've tried to do throughout my whole career. So it was, it was profoundly important to me. Well, I have to tell you the, the story that you're telling us is so consistent with all of our leaders. I've had, I've been had the pleasure of speaking to leaders who were just there in grade seven and people who were there in the, in the fifties and, and through the entire cycle, the story, that same story remains the same almost universally. Um, very few people had been to sleepaway camp, even students we've just had in the last couple of years had never been to sleepaway camp before they go to OALC. And then there's this thing about discovering that you're in a space full of like-minded people who are, who are all interested in becoming better at moving us forward as a people. It's, it's. Yeah. And they were from all over the province. That was the other cool thing. I mean, I grew up in Richmond Hill, Ontario. What did I know? I really hadn't been anywhere. My, you know, my parents didn't travel particularly. We'd been to Northern Ontario a little bit, but we really hadn't been anywhere. And all of a sudden there was these, there were these kids from everywhere. That was also very cool. Exactly. Well, I think, I think you might've answered my, um, uh, my next question, but I think I'm going to ask it anyway, and we'll see yeah, yeah. Paul. Um, as an MPP, as the Premier of Ontario, and as the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party, you've had some extraordinary opportunities to lead and share your vision with Ontario. OLC's primary purpose remains to nurture the leaders of tomorrow. What do you consider to be the most important qualities a young leader needs to develop? I think that um, uh, that sense that other people have important things to say and finding a way to listen to people um, and and then if you feel that uh, you still you still have um, something else to add and that you actually see a path that maybe other people don't see, that you work with them to to all get on the path together. That is um, you know that is something that uh, it doesn't matter what role I've been in since 1969, that has been important. Um, in terms of my uh, my approach to leadership. Perfect. So I'm going to ask you a little bit about uh, MSAC, about the Ministry Student Advisory Council. Mm -hmm. um, during your tenure as ministry, Minister of Education, you supported the um, MSAC program, which was hosted at OELC, at least in part. We really created it. I mean, it was really, it was really on my watch. I mean, we had talked about it a little bit before um, with Gerard, Ken Gerard Kennedy. He'd been the minister for three years, but then... Um, we, we created the Student Voice Project, we created the MSAC experience, and um, it's one of the things that I have been proudest of because I have met young people um, since 2009, 2010, after I was shuffled out of education. I've met young people who, who I met when they were in grade seven or eight. I've met young people who've been in that program, and um, it has been incredibly important to them as well. What I wanted to ask you was, why was the input of students so important to you? 
uh, I'll just answer that with an, an anecdote. One of the one of the committees that I was involved in when I was in high school, um, so around the time that I would have been sent to OALC, was um, called the Student Staff Liaison Committee. You know, and we were we were fighting in those years. So I started high school in 1966 and graduated in 1971. Um, in those years, we were fighting for a student voice. You know, it was it was not a given that the student council would be listened to on anything other than what the prom was going to be like, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, one of my first acts of political activism was when I was in grade nine, um, leading a group of, of students, to, girls, young women, um, to protest the notion that we only were allowed to wear skirts to school. You know, we had to, we, we made the the argument that we should be able to wear pants. I mean, it sounds like a trivial thing, but it was it was the kind of thing that we were being um, constrained. Those rules were constraining us, you know, um, boys in their short and their long hair. You know, there were young guys being locked in boiler rooms because they had long hair. I mean, it was ridiculous. So, so the student staff liaison committee was something that we created in my high school to try to open the dialogue between students and um and the staff in a way that had some meaning. And, and so from a er, very early age, I really have believed that it's important for the adults who are at the decision-making tables to listen to young people because we're making decisions about their lives and they're not empty vessels. They have ideas about how things can work. And even if, and I would say this to the students, you know, even if their ideas don't get 100% implemented, A, they can influence the ideas and the policies of the adults, and B, they learn about how that works and how, how adults can or cannot listen, how they can hear, how students can influence um, the, the conversation. So the process for me was as important as the, the actual outcome. And that's fantastic. And of course, that's um, one of OALC's core core concepts is we're trying to raise and uh, raise awareness and raise um, students who have the necessary skills to speak out about that, yeah. which really means things to them. If we're a part of part of leading is so much about about stating your truth, about being open. And as far as you're talking about dress codes, there are still constant dress code debate going on. I know. Ontario. OLC is working on some new leadership courses that focus on Indigenous issues, um, anti-racism and social justice. Just for the fun of it, um, if you had your way, are there any other issues you feel student leaders would benefit from exploring at OLC? It seems to me that young people need... Um, they need access. It's it's a little bit of what I was saying to saying earlier about process. They need access to an understanding of how things work. And I guess for me, that often comes down to the political realm. You know, how do how do decisions get made? And so I think in each one of those areas, whether it's indigenous and there's a long list there, um, I think in each one of those areas, I think it's important for young people to at least have someone they can talk to about how decisions get made and how policy. Uh, how policy happens. So it's not it's not politics in the capital P political. It's not partisan politics that I'm interested in young people understanding, but it is the power dynamics in politics. And and you know when we learn about residential schools and we learn about indigenous curriculum in our system, who decides that and how does it get decided and why do why do some people decide one way and some other people decide the other way you know what is that dynamic so i think um 
that kind of small p political lens is uh, is important. And I honestly, I don't think you can start too young, really. You know, I think it's I think it's pretty. Um, you know, it's a part of life that there's power. People have power over other people. And I think it's important for young people to have at least the opportunity to ask those questions. That's a wonderful idea. Um, OELC is in the process of looking at all of our curriculum again. And because we've had such a hard stop, it's a real opportunity to look over some things, mm -hmm. uh, not the least of which is there, we're now talking about having um, a certificate, a certification program. So it's talking about you're coming in grade seven, you're coming again in grade 10, and you're coming again for training. Mm -hmm. So there's something um, to keep students flowing through because we tend to have students return to us. Well, and you know, it's interesting because when you talk about grade 10 and the whole debate around, you know, the whole debate around civic mm -hmm. education, about around civics, that civics mm -hmm. course. Um, and it's, it's dry and it's dull unless you have a teacher who brings it alive. And I think that um, we're, you know, when we talk about civics or we talk about government, it sounds deadly dull, but it's actually it's actually about how we're making decisions in our society, you know, and it's the la it's, it's anything but dull. It's, it's absolutely the living, breathing stuff of our, of our lives. So, so if there were a way to bring that to life in a setting like OELC, I think it would be great. That's a wonderful thought. I have it somewhat laminated onto my head how, um, how some decisions are made because I inadvertently signed up for way back in the nineties, signed up for law and, um, um, history at the same time, and they did the same units on how a law makes its way through the comments, comments and provincial <laughs> at the same time. So I had the same lecture twice a day. <laughs> Lovely. So I really, I really got the repetition I needed. And I, you know, people ask questions. I'm like, how do you know all that? Well, <laughs> I'm in <an> intensive class. <laughs> you know what third reading means. <laughs> exactly. No, we are all about the third reading. That is great. This. I feel like we've already been down this road, but I'm going to ask you anyway, because it feels like it's, it's, the, it's the core purpose of what we're up to these days. Considering the important issues we are facing as Canadians the need, um, and the need for capable young leaders, we face so many things. We're facing climate change and LGBTQ plus rights, Indigenous rights, reconciliation. We have so many things we're doing at once. Why do you feel that OALC needs to continue its work in 2021 and beyond? Because there's some debate about us going on and we think we should go on. Why do you think we should? Well, I think I think OELC should go on because of all those debates. I mean, I think OELC is a place where um, where kids can figure out how to engage in those debates. You know, whether there's whether there's a specific subject matter or not at uh, OELC when the when the young person is there. The, the idea of leadership training and particularly what has happened at OELC over the years is the development of transferable skills. You know, I'm 68 years old and I can remember the feeling of being at OALC and I felt very validated and um, formed by that experience. Well, if I can remember that, you know, 50 some years later, there must have been something going on that was important. And so bringing young people together, taking them out of their context, taking them out of their comfort zone. So they have to find their inner strength and they have to, they have to rise to some occasions. You know, that may be the first time for 
um, for a lot of these young people that they've been asked to do that. You know, they're out, they're outside of their family context. They don't have their parents to rely on, um, or they're out of their family context and they can get away from their family situation. Cause I'm sure it, you know, it works both ways. Um, that's an invaluable opportunity to give kids. And, uh, if we, if we cancel these opportunities, then they will not start again, you know? And so we need to hold on. We need to hold on to it. Perfect. Thank you. And that concludes uh, the interview. I'd like to ask you all to uh, do me a tiny favor, if you're listening to this, if you could take a moment to cut and paste this link into your social media feeds and send it out. This episode is slightly higher profile for us than usual, and I would love to make sure that it gets seen out in the world and that uh, Miss Wynn's words get heard by as many people as possible. And you can do that by cutting and pasting the link um, from our uh, Buzzsprout site, so oelccaso.buzzsprout.com. And if you could grab the link for this episode and post it, that would be incredibly helpful. Thank you. It's a gentle reminder that OELC is collecting funds for the bursary fund, and the bursary fund is uh, what we use to help uh, students who are in need of financial support in order to come to OELC courses, and you can make a donation if you are in a position to do so at www.oelccaso.com. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. This was a real thrill to bring to you, and uh, we have more episodes coming up very soon, so I will be speaking with you shortly. Take care.